Ah, how you going? Everyone doing alright? How can you not after that? Like, come on. Presence of God, I love it. I'm just going to quickly pray. God, I just thank you for the opportunity to share once again this morning. I thank you for my friends here, Lord God. I thank you for the privilege it is to to stand with them and, and to, to sing to you, God, and uh, to serve you in this community, Lord. I just pray, oh, Lord God, I pray that uh, as I share this morning, Lord God, that, you, that your heart would come out, that, Lord, we would hear your words this morning. And I pray that you would help me to speak clearly uh, your heart in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, I'm going to probably start to talk a bit louder, Perno, so you can probably turn me down a smidge. Thank you, mate. So, um, for, I'm going to talk a little bit about our journey this morning, uh, over the last little while, the last couple of years, um, and there are probably some people here this morning that weren't here last week, um, and you may not be aware um, that something was announced last week, and that's Amy and I will be moving um, in a couple of weeks' time, um, probably well, around about a month's time, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Amy and I are going to be moving to Wagga um, and we're really excited about that. I'm going to unpack that a bit more in a second. But uh, it's likely that, well, our last Sunday or our kind of our farewell Sunday in church will be on January the 21st. Um, so I, I want to ask everyone to be there on that Sunday um, and we're going to have a fun day. It's going to be a celebration. We might do something afterwards. I don't know. We haven't kind of planned that far ahead yet. But um, just just be there because we'd love to have everyone there. That'd be really great. Okay. Um, so really, what's what's Wagga? What is it all about? Um, we've been asked to to help be a part of reestablishing something for the Wagga Church. Um, so there's an apostolic church in Wagga. It's part of uh, the Reach Network. So the network that we re- are a part of as a church. Um, uh, the Wagga Church has been a part of that for a number of years, um, but they have been without a senior minister for uh, about 11 months, since about January. Uh, and so Sharon Wright, um, so those who don't know Sharon, uh, amazing woman of God, uh, she was sent from this church about eight or nine years ago. Uh, she's pastoring a church in Condobolin, uh, and so she's going to be taking on the role as senior minister of the Wagga Church. And she will remain a senior minister of the church in Condobolin and still live in Condo. Um, Wagga is only about two and a half hours f- from Condobolin. And so um, Sharon will be overseeing the, the Wagga church. And we're going to come alongside Sharon and, and, the, rest, and the, rem- the remnant, you could call it, of the church in Wagga. And, and really just be there to bring strength and passion um, to that church. Kind of the only way that Amy and I know, know how to live. Um, we just want to bring that and, and be a blessing to that church and that community. Um, so, yeah, we're really excited about what's ahead for us and, and most of all just about catching God's heart, catching fire with what God's heart is for Wagga and, uh, and the, the incredible community that it is. Um, I'm going to actually ask Amy to get up and just share a little something that she's, uh, I suppose, seen or as she's been praying for for. Not so much Wagga, but yes, Wagga, but New South Wales in general. So, have a good. Hi, guys. That was funny. Um, good funny. Weird funny. Because <laughs> lots of people were still like, what? Um, 
But yeah, it's an exciting thing. And after we were asked about um, about Wagga, the that night we went home and um, went to sleep. And um, I had a dream about New South Wales, and it was so. When you're looking at the map, you're looking at the map of New South Wales and what it looks like. And it was deep, and it was dry, and there was cracks all through it. And these cracks went really deep down. And I just saw God with this big jug of water, which was living water, and he was pouring the water into all of the cracks in New South Wales. And he's just pouring out his living water and we're all connected. What, what God spoke to me about was he's pouring that water into New South Wales and we're all connected. You know, all the reach churches, all of the cracks, all of the parts in New South Wales, and I can just see the water going out. So we're not, you know, there's... It's not going to be the only one. God's going to touch more places in, in Western New South Wales and in New South Wales. And um, that living water that God is pouring in there is just bringing life. And, um, and that's the thing, you know, that living water that brings life to dry, hard, cracked places. So, yeah, that's what God spoke to me about. Amy, Amy's, she'll, she'll admit it, she's not the biggest geogra- uh, geo- what's the geography buff, right? Um, <laughs> But when, I, when Amy was, was sharing that with me, and it just makes me picture New South Wales and so many of the rivers just connect to one another, don't they? Like, like the Darling, the Murrumbidgee, the Murray, they all kind of, and then there's all the little off ones that just kind of connect and they all come down. And so I just, that's what I, I, I that's kind of how I pictured it. We've got all these massive, huge rivers and they all do connect up and they're a part of one another. Um, yeah, the Murray-Darling Basin type thing. Um, so this morning, what I want to share about is, um, I'm going to, a couple of things. First of all, I want to share about our journey and how we've got to this point. Um, and then also just want to share about this church and what I love about this church. Um, and so partly why I feel like I want to share our journey is because I, I imagine some people here might be a little bit curious and, and that's cool, but also I believe that God... Um, just has, I hope that God will speak to some people this morning um, through our journey, from our journey, and it will speak to your, where you are, where God has positioned you in this time, and maybe it can bring encouragement or strength to you. Is that cool? All right. I love telling stories, but it does feel a bit weird this morning, because I'm just going to be harping on a bit about myself. (laughs) So sorry about that. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> so thanks, mate. So two years ago, um, most, most people here would be aware that um, we had a similar situation to now where we were asked uh, whether we'd be willing to go to a town called Griffith. And, uh, and so we were all gearing up and ready two, two years ago to, uh, to be moving to Griffith, uh, which isn't actually that far from Wagga. But, um, and so... Through that time, as again, as we were asked whether we'd be considered Griffith, we, we, um, and, and we've always kind of felt confident that God has called us to to help build churches. Uh, Amy and I—that's part of what we feel God has placed within us—is to come alongside and to help build people. And and particularly, we we're passionate about seeing God build churches in communities where the church is either not strong or or just. Um, yeah, needs something, and um, and so, and for me, I felt that 
a part of those, that building churches has been strongly linked with Western New South Wales. Um, and when we, we began to pray about Griffith, God was speaking very clearly to both Amy and I uh, about his heart for Griffith. And, and we, we had a great sense of what God wanted to build in that place. And, and, uh, and we'll, so we felt strongly that it was part of God's heart for us um, to, to go and, and be a part of that. And so for months, um, we, we began to push and just try and make a way for us to, to move to, to Griffith. Uh, and no doors would, would open. It was incredible. It was really weird. Um, you know, for instance, I applied for probably around 30 or 40 jobs in Griffith. Uh, in the beginning, I got two in- job interviews. Um, and I don't think they went very well. well. I know for a fact they didn't go very well. But, um, and then there was just this dry period for like months where I was applying for job after job. And really jobs that I thought I was quite qualified for, and, um, but nothing was coming of it, and, and, um, and so it was, it was a pretty difficult moment. Um, but as we were going through this, this um, time, and we're talking with our senior leaders, with Mark and Liz, the leaders of the REACH network, um, and it really became clear, and God was speaking, that the time wasn't right for what God was wanting to do in Griffith. And, um, and so that was difficult for, for us, um, because we felt like the process or, or the opportunity in Griffith was really ideal for Amy and I in a number of ways. Uh, and so we were really pushing for that. Um, but what it came to was God was asking us, were we willing to lay that dream down? And so this, uh, this decision w- around about this time was qu- quite remarkable in the sense that uh, at the, 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 the total, that week where all this started to unfold and God was beginning to actually ask us now to, to lay stuff down, is when I got my next job interview. <laughs> it was just like, are you serious, girl? Uh, because this, like, this job was like, I felt like that was the one type thing. Like, and I, and I, so I got the interview and I was about, like, it was kind of this whole 24-hour period and I just felt like I had to, I had to ring back the interview people and say, look, I can't. Can't take the interview. Sorry, we're we're not coming. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it was just incredible that 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 process. Um, you know, through all this, and afterwards, we realised um, a lot of things. And and what I'm about to say, it, it what it, what is crazy is the the decided difference between two years ago with Griffith and now with Wagga. There's a, a, an incredible difference and, and contrast in what was happening. When, um, when the opportunity of Griffith was presented to Amy and I, uh, we were really keen, not just because God was speaking to us, but for a number of other reasons as well. Um, we were both quite restless about where we were positioned in Aladulla and, and what that looked like for us. And, and so we were kind of like really just struggling to be in Aladulla. And um, I was desperate, I was so desperate to leave my job at that time. It was, it was really tough to be a part of that. Uh, and, and so, yeah, we were, there, there was a great longing with us um, to, to just to get out and to escape some things. Um, and that contrast to, to now and to this time is like totally different because I don't think... Amy and I have probably together as married couple ever felt as settled in Aladulla than we have at the moment. Um, 
which is incredible, <laughs> which is, yeah, mate, uh, so, and almost to the point where it seems it would be a foolish decision for us to uproot ourselves and move. Um, but, you know, we hold on to the, the truth that God uses the foolish things of this world. And, um, you know, I have a great job right now, a really, really great job. Our kids are pretty settled. Um, our, particularly Reuben, he's started kindergarten this year and he's doing really well. He's building some really great friends. Um, we have a pretty young baby, as you're probably aware. We've got an eight-month-old. And we have all of you guys, you know, we've got my parents here. We've got this network. It's just, you know, we've got all this stuff. Um, but, yeah, so the difference is quite stark compared to last time. All right, but what is um, significant is, or well, I suppose going back to Griffith, we, we, we made the choice that we'd lay it down and we surrendered our, our lives and our future to God. And uh, as, you know, I want to just talk a bit about the difficulty a bit more. Uh, it was a humbling process for both Amy and I. Um, you know, and it was, about a te- it was another test of God for us. And will we come through that season? Um, will we come through the fire and, and not be jaded towards God? And, and not forsake the call and the, and the longing that he had placed in our hearts. And that's from him. You know, there was, a, there was embarrassment um, bec- for us to kind of process, in particular with my family, um, because we made this big announcement, oh, we're moving, yeah, yippee, like, and we told the world, like the whole world knew that we were moving, and then it was kind of like, backpedal, we're not moving, <laughs> and yeah, and so, and then it was about trying to plan ourselves again in Aladala, plant ourselves in church engage our hearts again with what God's doing um, and rebuilding relationships with, with because, and part of the, the difficulty of the process when we, we made this big announcement about Griffith, we probably made it a bit early in hindsight and so everything began to change in terms of how we related, how Amy and I related with, with church and you guys and, and, and so when, when the decision was, oh, actually we're not coming, it was like, oh, and so it was, again, just trying to rebuild something of, of our relationships together. And you guys probably weren't even aware of that, but that's what it felt like for us. But what is incredible, God is faithful and, um, and we feel so blessed be, to be even at this place where we are right now and just to feel so connected and so at peace and settled about who we are and where we are in Aladulla has just been amazing to see that process and um, and we, we both know, Amy and I both know, that God has enlarged us through that fire and through that testing and that hard, difficult time. Okay? So this time, um, you know, the process of, of us going to Wagga and how that's all played out... It, it's, it's very similar to two years ago, the, you know, the trajectory of how it's all happening. We were asked and we were then went and prayed and uh, then we've, we've kind of sought God and what His heart is. And so all that's kind of been the same, but th- there has been an incredible difference in that um, we just have felt God's favour over this process and, and the doors that He's opened has been amazing. Um, and in stark contrast to last time where we had a great sense of God's prophetic message to Amy and I about what, 
what Griffith and what that was going to look like compared to this time where we don't have a, there's not as much kind of prophetic stuff. We're not, God isn't speaking dreams and visions apart from that one that Amy shared before, uh, which even really didn't specifically look at Wagga. So there's been that difference, but what has been incredible is the confirmation um, from people and from God and from, and from um, situations that have just really sat well with our soul and, uh, and helped us to, to feel um, cl- clear about what God's direction for our lives was. And, uh, and I've totally lost where I'm up to. Ah, up here. That's why I'm on the wrong page. And so, um, the remarkable thing, and you guys are going to love this, the remarkable thing about this time is uh, where last time I had to look for 40 jobs, this time I have not had to look for one, um, <laughs> which is amazing. Because when I went to my bosses a few weeks ago uh, and told them that we would be moving, I asked them whether they'd be willing to keep me on uh, and whether I could work remotely. And they both of them said that they would rather do that than lose me. Um, so, I... <laughs> So I, I feel very grateful for, for my workplace uh, and I'm ready to work my butt off uh, as a remote employee uh, to repay them for their open hearts. Um, but I, I'm also just grateful to God um, for he just, his favour that, that just shines and rests on his people, which is amazing. Um, so f- for us, the last piece of our puzzle before we, we have a date to move is and we would love your prayers in this church, is getting a rental property uh, that is just what we need. There's a lot for in, uh, in this house that we feel, uh, and we've written our list, a long list to God, and said, this is what we want. Um, we've presented it to Him. Um, and so we're just patiently waiting for Him now to open that house. And um, so we love your prayers. We might have to get um, Leanne and Larry to, to lay hands on us and, and, and pray um, for the... Uh, we get inspiration from them in, in just being able and willing to ask God for even the, the, the finest details. Um, so that's what we've done. Um, and we do believe and know that God's got an incredible house. There are, like, no joke, we do a, you do the search on realestate.com and there's probably about 200 houses for rent in Wagga. Like, amazing amount of houses. But a lot of them aren't quite suitable and they don't fit the list. Um, and, and so, yeah, w- but we do know that there are houses that are coming up, but it's still quite a, probably a little bit early to be applying for these houses because they're all kind of like, this house is due next week. And so if we apply, like, then anyone who wants it next week and we want it in, you know, middle of Jan, they're going to... So, yeah, so we're, we're, but we're, we're hopeful and we know that because there are so many rental properties out there... Um, yeah, we're looking forward to God bringing the right one. So I just want to say thank you to you, you church, um, because you know we've taken so much courage in our lives from having this house and having you a part of our lives. You know the genuine heart and the Christian love that we have been shown from this church is is you know that's exactly part you know of what we want to see God build in Wagga. You know the the this, the, that connection and that Christian love and the, and the community of faith that, that is this church. Um, 
You know, that has inspired us and, and that's going to stay with us and that's something of what we want to build. Um, you know, so many of you guys have spoken into us, um, challenged us, encouraged us, edified us. Um, you know, we've served God together. Um, so many of you have supported us incredibly and we want to thank um, all our babysitters in particular. Uh, there's so many. <laughs> Um, and, you know, people have given to us and supported us financially through times that have been hard as well, and we want to thank you, church, because, uh, yeah, you guys are amazing. And we can't wait, we really can't wait for the opportunity to be sent from this house and, and have your backing and your prayers behind us. Um, you know, I love this church, uh, and what I, I want to speak to what I love about this church right now. You know, because I've been a part of this church for, for a lot of, what, what's, how many years now? 17 years I've been in this church. I got saved in this church. I love you guys, right? Um, and, and there is so much that I love about the 17 years, but there is so much that I feel grateful for and love and expectant about what, what I see right now. And, uh, and I want to speak to some of that. Um, we, were speak, we were sharing this morning in our pre-service prayer um, and... Some, something we we're talking about was that, you know, we, it's so easy to see that the world and what's happening in, in our society and the world around us, things are just getting darker. You know, the evil is, is, is being ever-present. Um, but what we, what we then talked about was that that presents an incredible opportunity for the church to illuminate even brighter. Because you know that when you have, a, like, we look at those lights now, uh, all these lights, and we can see them, but when it's dark... Like, how much more do they illuminate? And that's the, the glory of the church. That as, what, as our, our, our surroundings and what happens and things, the darkness is, is be, whatever you want to call it, but that's the opportunity for the church to, to shine brighter, all for the glory of God. And it's, and it's going to be to His glory. You know, if you're committed to shining the truth of the love of Jesus... People will be drawn to your shining. And, you know, that's exactly what I see uh, this church exists for. And what I know and I love about our church is that we want to present the truth of who Jesus is clearly to our community. Um, and we want to serve our community and serve, them, serve up to our community the love of God. Uh, and, man, I love that about our church. It just reminds me of our vision scripture, uh, Matthew 5, 14 and 16 in the message. It says, here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that you are put... Now that I've put you there on the hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. How awesome is that? And, and you know, that's what this house is all about. And that's what I see God has built in us. And, and uh, I encourage you, church, come on, let's, let's be that light that shines in our community. And uh, I think that's so awesome. And the other thing that I love about our church is this, Josh and Sarah and the team here, um, they exist to equip and release people. They exist to equip and release you, each of us. Um, 
It doesn't seek to hoard or hold on to gifts or to, to promote themselves, but it, it looks to nurture and release the people into who God has called them to be. You know, Amy and I, uh, and the opportunity that's presented to us uh, is part of that, and, and we feel so grateful of what God has equipped within us and now the opportunity to be released into who God is, into the next part of God's journey for us. But that's the same for each and every one of us. And, and so our challenge, and this is where I want to speak to each of you this morning and bring um, God's challenge to all of us, is can you engage your heart with God's church, with his local house? And you might be from another community and you might be visiting this morning. And, and so my message to you is to speak to, to wherever you're at in your local church. And it's the same message. Can you engage your heart? You know, the per- it is so important as Christians, as members of, of his church, that we, we walk humbly and uh, with one another and that we honour each other and honour the church and his house and honour the leaders within it. And, and it was so important for us to, to work through our disagreements, deal with the, our offences, and, and often it's just about letting them go and getting past them. You know, the last few weeks, there's been a theme which has been amazing. Um, and, and it started, Sarah brought a message a couple of weeks ago. And she mentioned the four Ds, um, uh, uh, distract, discourage, disconnect and divide. And it's our role, each of us within the local, as members of a church, to, to deal with that stuff and not to become distracted or discouraged, disconnected or divided. Don't you reckon that's awesome? Now, the truth is, if you want to walk in the purpose of God, these things are going to be tested in your life, right? (laughs) That's the truth that I've known and will continue to know in all the days that I walk out in the church is that I'm going to have to deal and work through these things because it's God's, that's God's testing, God's glory in our lives coming out. So I'm going to talk a bit about that. Um, you know, because God wants to, God has a great purpose for each of your lives, right? I am convinced that God has an incredible purpose for your life and He wants to use you to shape our world and to bless our world and to reach people for the gospel, right? And, but, you know, God wants to test that call and He wants to see that it's, and prove that, it's worth, that you're worthy of that call. And that's why we have the local church and that's why we are part of this and that's why we go through these four things and so many other tests because God wants to prove the call that he has placed in your life worthy, right? Um, the fire, you know, it's like that, the, the thing in the scripture about going through the fire. What's going to come out the other side? Are you going to come out gold purified, shine and bright or are you going to come out as like a scorched rock, <laughs> And I think, and I, I was, as I was um, jotting these thoughts down, God really pressed upon me that um, those things that come out the other side aren't a reflection of the gift of God on your life, but how you've walked out the journey. Because I think often we think, as we go through these tests, the gift of God on us is going to become ever more amazing and bright. That gift is always there. It doesn't matter how you walk the journey. God's, who he's called you to be is always there. But what comes out the other side 
is who you are and what your character is, has been shaped into through the tests. Are you going to come out looking like gold and being glorious when you come through the fire? Are you going to be allowed to, able to work through the distraction and discouragement and the division and come out with a heart of honour and, and a great character? Because when you come through those things and that's what's happened and you've been able to deal with that stuff and work through it and remain humble and remain honourable, then the glory of God, you're going to be shining gold like purified gold. But if you allow those things, these tests, these things that, to come against you and you, um, you, know, and you become bitter or, or proud or whatever it might be, you're coming out at the other end as a scorched rock. Does that make sense? You know, it reminds me in the Bible of the story of um, David. Man, I love this, the story of David and how he, he went through the trials of, uh, you know, under Saul. Saul was the, the appointed king uh, over Israel and, uh, and David was, but David had been anointed to be the next king, right? <laughs> but Saul was still king. And David honoured the man and served. And, and even though he was getting hunted by Saul, he still honoured and, and was able to go through the tests. And he came out the other side like purified gold. A man of God, a man after God's own heart. So I encourage you to read that story in the Bible. I only just did a snippet of it, obviously. But read the story of David and Saul. There's a book that I can encourage as well along this lines. It's a, it's a it's a book about the story of David and Saul and, and another king, Absalom. It's, the book is called The Three Kings. It's an awesome book and it just unpacks some of the, the, um, what I've been sharing about in how to, to, to walk through tests and honour in those. Okay? Actually, that's all my notes. <laughs> so, um, if the band want to jump up on stage... Thanks, um, Church, for indulging me this morning and allowing me to, <laughs> to share a bit about our story and our journey. I really do, um, as I've mentioned, love you guys and I know the perp- that God has great purpose and calls on your life. And, um, and I'm passionate about seeing you and others released into all that God has for you. And so maybe I hope part of our journey and, and what this season has been like for us has encouraged you and most of all, may you just feel compelled to, to just want to jump into this life and jump into who God has called you to be and plant yourself in your local church and, and just, yeah, let's, let's work through this stuff. Get pushed into who God has called us to be and in that, let's deal with the tests that come along with that and let's come out the other side like purified gold and let's bless our community. Let's shine bright in this community. And uh, yeah. Is that cool? Let's stand. We're going to pray. We're going to sing. Then we're going to get our cars washed. And we're going to get a coffee or a tea. We're going to chat together. So, pray first. <laughs> Father God, I just thank you that you're good. And Lord, we do lift you high above our lives. We thank you that uh, you have called each and every one of us. And, and the purpose that you've placed in us is great and amazing. And it remains always, Lord God. And, and so I just thank you uh, for, for this church and a, any church that, that is represented by a person here this morning. 
We thank you for the opportunity that we have in our church, Lord God, to, to grow and to be uh, humbled and to honour and to be tested and to come out and go through that fire, Lord God. I thank you for that opportunity. I thank you that it is to your glory, Father God. And so may we have hearts that are open and being uh, open to your spirit and, be, and to be led by you through these processes. God, most of all, we thank you for this community and our opportunity to shine brightly in this community and to, to be uh, those light stands as that scripture talked about. May we just see kingdom come in this place. Um, we want to see our community touched with the love of God. And so we thank you for this. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.